few weeks ago talking about, um, you know, with my wife about needing a landscaper, et cetera, et cetera. My wife said, go to a public square. Okay. This is where you can find people that share your values. For years in this country, we've looked the other way and we just we're doing business with just anybody because we didn't think they hated our guts. I want you to join me and millions of patriotic Americans who love the truth, love our country, love the Constitution. It's publicsq.com, public square, publicsq.com. It's an app and a website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from different industries, businesses that value life and family and freedom. So if you're looking for coffee, clothing, skincare products, eat at a restaurant, you want to know the best one around you. You can find it at publicsq.com. Public Square offers discounts to some of your favorite businesses so you can save money while shopping with companies that, again, don't hate you. Download the app and join today. It is free. Publicsq.com. Publicsq.com. America, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Yesterday, Enrique Tario sentenced to 22 years in prison. The case apparently is that he was the leader who intentionally got himself arrested before so he could hang out in Maryland so he wasn't part of any of it and it would make him look innocent. I haven't heard the facts on on that one, but that's, wow, that's quite a conspiracy there. 22 years in prison. This has let uh, the the former uh, U.S. uh, assistant attorney, Andrew Weissman, he said yesterday, Trump is going to get a significant jail sentence if this is what they're handing out for this guy. Again, what is the connection? And they're speeding the trial for Donald Trump. It's got to be done, you know, right. It's got to be done right, right after the first of the year, right into the election season. But this guy's waited two years to be sentenced. And there are still others that have been sitting in jail for almost two and a half years. And they haven't had a trial yet. What the hell is going on? Well, we'll tell you a guy who's really been following this and is under investigation himself for racketeering we'll give you the full details on that investigative journalist and place media contributor steve baker joins us in 60 seconds michael lives in connecticut he wrote in to tell his experience about uh, relief factor he said release factor helped to almost completely eliminate my elbow pain when i when i couldn't find another solution it's a great product helps so much with other aches and pains as well i started relief factor Uh, Since I started, I feel like I have more energy. I generally feel better. Thank you so much. 
Michael, it is the reduction of inflammation in your body. It is the cause of most of our pain, also most of our illnesses as well. It exists to give you back the life you love. Try the three-week quick start. It's 1995. More than a million people have bought Relief Factors Quick Start. Try it for three weeks. About 70% of them go on to order more month after month. ReliefFactor.com or call 800 the number 4 relief. 800 the number 4 relief. ReliefFactor.com. Steve, investigative uh, journalist, Blaze Media contributor Steve Baker joins us now. Welcome. Thanks, Glenn. Yeah, good to good, be here. Yeah, good. First time we've met. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, I've never met anybody that was charged with racketeering. Have I? He looks dangerous. He does. He, does. he looks mm-hmm. like a racketeer. Sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> you were. They actually said they were going to come after you because you have the January had the access to the January sixth footage, right? Well, this uh, original assault on my freedom. Uh, no other way to. Uh, characterize it happened two years ago i was there at the capitol i was there covering it as a journalist that day i did what every other journalist would do that had a camera and a microphone and a tripod i wandered around and followed the story where the story went the story went into the building and myself and between 80 and 100 other journalists also followed the story into the building Uh, those independent journalists who have been jacked up legally obviously did not file their stories the next day with the right you know, media outlet. And then, of course, those who did, none of them have faced any uh, criminal penalties or investigation whatsoever. So uh, fast forward eight months from then, I got the call from the uh, the FBI. I asked them, what took you so long? And then a couple of months later, they did the interview with me a month after that. And this was November of 21. They actually notified my attorney that I was going to be charged within the week, quote unquote, and that one of those charges was going to be for interstate racketeering. Now, not a single other January 6th defendant of any type has ever even been threatened with racketeering in so this whole how, how How do they, What based on what? Well, the only thing that we were able to surmise, and this was a, uh, an educated guess, was because during my FBI interview, uh, they asked me what I had done with my videos. And I said, well, I did what everybody else uh, does. I licensed my videos. Uh, my videos have been used uh, by HBO for their documentary, New York oh Times for their documentary, gosh. such and such and such. And, and the, the, the FBI agent went, how, mu- how much did you make? And I looked at my attorney and I said, I don't have to answer that question, do I? He said, no. And next thing I know, my attorney gets an actual U.S. code violation number that they were going to charge me with. And it was, in fact, a interstate racketeering felony charge with a potential prison sentence of 20 years. So now you didn't hear anything from 21 until recently. Yeah, they 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 went silent. We immediately launched a, a better lack of a better way to put it, a media offensive. I sent out over 200 press releases right after we were notified that I was going to be charged within the week, quote unquote. And I, I think we successfully backed them off. At least they took my file and put it on the bottom. Mm. Uh, this particular uh, assistant U.S. attorney did anyway. And so we didn't hear the, from them again for over 20 months. And then a month ago, we get a subpoena and what does it say what do you have to do i had to bring i had to turn over all of my videos that i had taken that day 
And the interesting thing about that is, and of course, we had several, not only my attorneys, but other experts look at the subpoena and said, they said, oh, yes, this is about you. Because if they were if they were bringing you in, the grand jury was bringing you in, they would have subpoenaed you directly to testify in somebody else's case. But because they didn't bring you in and they they are asking but for, for your evidence, your evidence, mm-hmm. it's about you. And of course, a, jur- a, a grand jury is not convened for misdemeanor charges. How does that feel? Uh, I have good days and bad days. I, I mean, obviously, it's not it's not anything I want to go through. I pray every day, Lord, let this cup pass from me. But then, on the good days, I'm ready to fight whatever it is. It is. Absolutely incredible what's going on. We were just talking about the ADL and their fight with Elon Musk. But we know that's coordinated from the left, or we have you know great suspicion uh, that that's all a, a coordinated attack. Look at, you know, we've said, if they can do this to Donald Trump, they'll do this to anybody. Well, they're now doing exactly the same thing to Elon Musk. I'll show you the man. Go find the crime. Uh, and And here you are. Just a journalist, regular guy. But did you get uh, did you get the call from you know I, I don't even know the the Proud Boys and the Hoods or whoever it was that organized this whole thing? No, this is what makes a interstate racketeering charge uh, ridiculous on its face. Is that requires collusion, coordination, basically a conspiracy with others in order to initiate some sort of racketeering plan. And the reality is, is that by myself, I crossed a state line from North Carolina into Virginia into D.C. to uh, do nothing more than document an event that was taking place. And and quite frankly, I'm not and have never been a Trump supporter. So this is Mm. interesting, again, on another level. And so when that happened and we got this particular charge, the only thing I could think of is who are they going to connect me to? I've never been in contact with a proud boy or an oath keeper or anything of that type in my life. Now, once the trials started and I started covering the trials and covering sure. January 6th events, I've, I've talked to quite a few of them. How many people are in jail still without a trial? I don't know that number. Uh, it is. Uh, it's not as big as we maybe think it was. There, they have. They five have, would be. Yeah, outrageous. it's too many. But there's more than that. There's. There's. They've arrested over 1,100 now. They. They are obviously ramping up now because they got that huge new uh, uh, funding boost in the last omnibus bill back in that 1.7 trillion dollar omnibus, omnibus bill omnibus bill last year and then as a result of that they have the funding now that they believe they can go after another 2,000 people 1,200 to 2,000 people holy cow and yet the ones who cut down one of the fences we showed this video last week cut one of the fences was there we have his face the guy up on the tower we have his face uh, the pipe bombers. Nobody seems to care about those guys in in uh, the Department of of uh, Justice. Nobody nobody seems to be even. They they've never posted their faces on the most wanted list. We've asked questions, obviously, about all of those. We we've done our own investigations. Uh, some of us have run our own 
facial recognition software. Obviously, they have better facial recognition software at, yeah. at the Department of Justice and the right. FBI. And and we've also seen many of these characters using their phones while on the Capitol campus. So mm-hmm. they are really proud to roll out as evidence in these trials this geofencing software mm-hmm. that they have, and they can track people down. And they're really proud to roll that out. But when we point out the clear facial uh, high-definition photography of an individual and using their phones, and then we ask why they don't know who it is. Oh, well, we don't know. We just, we just, we don't, we just don't know. Okay, so Henry Enrique Tarrio yesterday, former chairman of the Proud Boys, sentenced to 22 years in prison. 22 years. Tell me this case. He has a, a checkered background. You start there. He's been in trouble with the law mm-hmm. uh, a couple of times before. He's actually done time in federal prison for a, another conspiracy charge. Uh, I forget the exact details of the case, but it was some sort of medical device rebranding that he was doing that they had was stolen goods, and they he, he got jacked up for okay, that. Okay, but not against the government. But not against the government. Okay. And it was a federal charge, and he did spend time in federal prison. And then he became an informant after that, and he actually began informing on other criminals in the circles that he ran in. And then as a result of that, uh, he was considered by many of the people, even in the Proud Boys, first of all, they didn't think he would ever be arrested for this. They thought that probably he was a CHS himself, confidential Mm -hmm. human source for the FBI or some government agency. So there was always that conspiracy and always that Mm -hmm. suspicion about him leading up to this. And then he was arrested. And then there was the suspicion was, well, they'll never go through with it or he'll somehow get out on it, get out of it. And of course, now after the the conviction and the sentencing, the conspiracy still <laughs> persists because they say, okay, well, he'll, he'll get sent to some, uh, you know, white collar uh, country club uh, facility and so be out in a couple of years. With in reason, um, he probably was not a confidential human source on this. Then I don't think he was. I yeah. think, I think that in this particular case, he did. In fact, uh, he escalated very quickly because he didn't join the proud boys. till just, I think, 2017, 18, something like that. Wow. He escalated in leadership very quickly. And then once he reached the top uh, and took over the reins of it, he was he was, uh, uh, you know, he was an active voice as a lot of these people who are being convicted. They're being convicted for their scary words. A lot of those words are rather um, founding fatherish. Uh, mm-hmm. They're very revolutionary type mm-hmm. words that we've heard and read and seen before. And. Some of us use the use that language. And so a lot of these people are being much more severely punished for their words than for their deeds, because obviously he did not tear down any fencing that day. He did not participate in violence that day. He wasn't in D.C. that day at all. So the only thing that they were able to convict him of was his scary words and ultimately the conspiracy of having planned the event. But. The FBI never was ever able to produce actual evidence of a written or verbal plan of of a conspiracy to attack, assault, take down the Capitol, stop the electoral uh, uh, ratification. And that was the same exact thing that they did in the uh, Oath Keepers trials. These guys were convicted of seditious conspiracy, but it was a what they called an implied conspiracy. It was a thought crime. It was not (laughs) an explicit conspiracy. So there's no text from Enrique Tarrio saying, hey, this is the day. This is when we're going to do this. Like, you guys should go into the Capitol. We need to stop this vote from happening with any any 
at any, any expense, means possible. any means. There's uh, nothing like that. Largely, what he was convicted for was not what he did in advance. It's what he said afterwards. Something to the effect, "Hey, you know, I'm proud of you guys. We did this. You know, good job. That that kind of stuff." Mm. So there, there's a lot more. Uh, evidence that could be construed, and particularly, let's be honest, a DC jury is not hard to convince. Oh yeah, right. We, and, and I can I can talk a week about just that alone, having sat through these trials myself or some of them. And as a result of that, the uh, uh, and some of these words that he used, I think it was easier to connect him to an implicit uh, plan. Uh, than than it was for the Oath Keepers because they had nothing. I sat there every single day for nine weeks in that trial, watched it up close and personal, and the prosecution, the government, was losing that case. Two two weeks into that trial, they were getting their butts handed to them by the defense because every single FBI agent, seven or nine of them, testified under cross-examination that they had never seen a written or verbal so evidence. what the hell happened? Well, they switched gear. The, the government switched gears, and they went from the explicit their effort to convince the jury of an explicit crime, an, an explicit conspiracy, to they literally switched gears and then started the process of going for the implicit, the implied conspiracy, and literally saying in the trial that it was hatched in the moment on the steps at the Capitol that day because they had nothing, no planning in advance whatsoever. Jeez. Okay, more more in. <laughs> Good heavens. More in just a second. Um, if you want a great deal, Mike Lindell is giving a great deal on MyPillow and the spirit of giving back. Mike wants you to know that the six-piece towel set is back, selling at an amazing low price. It's going to go fast. The set comes with two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Typically, it retails for about 80 bucks. For a limited time to celebrate the restock here, you can get this set for $39.99 with the promo code BECK. That's 50% in savings. They're machine washable. They're durable. They come in multiple colors. To find the offer, just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. Get 50% off this six-piece towel set. Deal's not going to last long. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. Get it. Now, 10 seconds, station ID. This is great. So the judge said yesterday that he is the ultimate leader of the conspiracy. Um, he said, I don't think this is super debatable. How, how there's no evidence. There's literally no evidence, right? Other than scary words. Uh, he was the ultimate person who organized and was motivated by a revolutionary zeal. Yeah. Um, so they give him uh, uh, 22 years. He he was also they up the charge by adding terrorist charges. Right. Right. OK. Now, this- I just want to say, remember when we used to talk about this right around Patriot Act time, they're defining terrorists and everybody's gung ho. But soon. It won't take much to call you a terrorist. So here we go. So this is what the judge explained to Tario's defense attorney yesterday. Very explicitly said to him, even though he wasn't there, talking about Enrique Tario, there to tear down the fences, to breach the building, to bust in a window, the fact that his co-conspirators as charged 
were in fact found guilty of that. And they were able to use literally the act of shaking a little temporary black fence and then ultimately some other people tearing it apart, that the act of shaking that fence qualified them for the terrorism enhancement penalties to their charging and their sentencing, rather. And so the judge said yesterday, he said, in uh, in response to Tario's defense attorney, he said, I, sorry, but the, the jury found you guilty of this, and even though you weren't there, they said, but he didn't do those things. Doesn't matter if the jury found you guilty, and because your co-conspirators did those things, you are equally equally culpable. I, <laughs> now, this was a uh, Judge Kelly, is yeah. a Trump appointed. Yeah, judge, I know. Right. Uh, there's a new study out says that uh, two thirds, two thirds uh, of D.C. residents say they would convict Donald Trump. Uh, in his prosecution over the challenge of the 2020 presidential election. So two thirds, 64% Mm -hmm. of residents of DC say they would convict the former president compared to 8% who said they would acquit him and 28% who said they were unsure. How could you possibly get a fair trial in Washington, DC? It's, it's worse than that, Glenn. It's, it's first of all, 92.5% of the voters in DC voted for Biden. So just begin there. In the first Oath Keepers trial, there was a scientific poll, I forget which organization did it, that showed that 95.5% of D.C. residents in the jury pool were predisposed to the Oath Keepers' guilt. The same polling agency polled outside of the Beltway, and in the rest of the country, it came in at about 55%. And, of course, obviously, the attorneys and every one of those attorneys filed for change of venue. It was all denied. They're going to keep that in D.C. because it's a it's a slam dunk for the prosecution there. But they're not going to let them move that out. And then when you get into the jury selection process itself and you start and you listen to the interviews of the juror, prospective jurors, they participated in uh, BLM marches, uh, you know, um, Every type of leftist organizational march that happens on the mall there, uh, they're, they're, they're probably involved or very closely involved or maybe 50 to 100 percent of their income is coming straight from the government itself. Uh, as you know, everybody's money comes from the government if you live in D.C. in some way or the other. And so it's very, very difficult to find a quote unquote jury of your peers in that cir- circumstance. All right. Um, I want to talk to you. I want to go back and talk to you about. Uh, what they're doing with Trump, what this means, if you think that there would be a change in venue, because it sounds like you don't think that (laughs) he'll get one even. Uh, And the other people that have been scooped up into this, 2,000 additional people, what are they going to be charged with, in your opinion? Back in just a second, with more from Steve Baker, Blaze Media contributor, investigative journalist, who is uh, talking about the sentencing of 22 years in prison for the former Proud Boys leader. The Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I've been singing American Financing uh, praises for over a decade now. They've been in uh, business longer than that. They've been two decades. Um, If you are looking down the barrel of you know, your expenses being higher than what you're taking in. And it's because you have high interest credit cards. The average credit card now is north of APR north of 
and it's only going to get worse. If you have high credit card debt and you have huge APR numbers, please consider doing a remortgage of your your home. If you can get that from 20% or 25% down to 6%, that is a huge, huge savings. Also, if you don't have the credit score to qualify, American Financing can run you through their credit care program. It's free, and it will help you boost your credit score. Do everything you can to get good credit and to pay those bills down. American Financing, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. And it's blazetv.com slash Glenn. Just use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. The economy is doing fine. Everything is great. Don't listen to your wallet. Don't notice the gas prices or the grocery bills or that darn mortgage payment. Repeat after me. Everything is fine. Everything is fine. More and more Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Credit card debt is skyrocketing. Inflation is still driving up prices. I'm going to explain all of this to you tonight. I'm going to the chalkboard and I'm going to explain why this is happening, exactly how it's happening, what they're doing to fight against it, and the things that they don't want you to know. Tonight, you don't want to uh, miss. Bidenomics fixed the economy. It's a fixed economy. Why is your wallet on fire if it's been uh, fixed by Biden? You'll find out tonight at 9 p.m. only on Blaze TV. That's 9 p.m. Eastern. You can join us at blazetv.com. Use the promo code Glenn and save 10% now. Blazetv.com. Okay, we are uh, we're spending time on the sentencing yesterday of the guy who used to be the head of the Proud Boys uh, for 22 years. We're talking to Steve Baker. He's investigative journalist and Blaze Media contributor. Um, he has been in the courtroom watching this, documenting it. He has seen the videotapes. When are you going to get access to the Capitol videotapes again? Are you? Yes. Yesterday, I was notified by a House administration staffer that oversees that project that we are being granted access again next week under the new uh, media guidelines. And how long will it take you before we have a story from you on that? We, we already have basically all of the camera numbers and the time codes of everything that we need. I need a minimum of two more days in the video room to kind of tighten it up around the edges. And, you know, it all has to be buttoned down. It has to be perfect. Or we can't, we can't roll this out without, you know, coming under incredible scrutiny, oh, yeah, criticism, that sort of thing. Yeah. And so um, I, I figure in two more days that we'll have everything that we need. And then we have to go through the process unfortunately, of getting Capitol Police approval of the actual <laughs> clips that we're asking for. And, and that, that is unfortunately part of the problem. Now, the stated reason, of course, for going over all of the requests that I will be submitting them is for security reasons. Mm-hmm. As you saw when Tucker rolled out his uh, videos mm-hmm. uh, on that one night, there were some things that were blurred out and there were some other things that were denied. And then that's been the case with some of the other independent journalists who have had access to this video. There's actually only been five of us so far. But the the reality is, is that they can deny anything that they want to deny. Um, And 
I have covered us by putting other eyeballs on this. So mm-hmm. there are other individuals that I brought into the video room to put their eyeballs on and to see what I saw so that if, in fact, we are denied yeah, witnesses the specific video, we will have people who said, nope, that's exactly what Steve saw. Okay. Um, well, good luck on that and, and stay Thanks. safe. I know that you went to Jim Jordan and you said, Jim, you cannot do weaponization of government unless you do January 6th. This is the head of the snake. Why did you say that? I, I went to him because we had learned through sources that, that uh, Representative Jordan had no intention of using weaponization committee uh, as a tool to investigate anything to do with January 6th. Now, the reason for that is polling is so bad, especially among the, the donor class. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a very low regard for what happened that day, as we all do. No, yeah. None of us are supporters of what happened that day, but they, they kind of want it to be something to be left into the past as we've heard from one of our presidential candidates, and they want to look to the future. And this was the approach that Jim Jordan was taking. Unfortunately, as he got into this, every single uh, weaponization committee that they've had an actual hearing on so far, whether it was FBI whistleblowers, IRS whistleblowers, whether it was Christopher Wray, it all came back to January 6th, every single one of them. And when I had the opportunity finally to meet with him, the first thing that I said to him, this is this was my lead line. I said, with all due respect, sir, you have no idea what you're doing if you don't address January 6th, because ultimately this is going to explode and this is going to become a part in a process of all Americans' lives if we allow the precedent that's being set in federal court in D.C. right now to become the law of the land because 90% of the sentencing upgrades, the penalties that are taking place, have more to do with speech than they do with the actual actions and activities of the defendants. And it is all past speech. It's past the event so far. Some right? of it, some of it is before, some of it's during, and some of it is is afterwards. It's it's a it's a mix of all that. It's and, just speech. Yeah, but but it is. Uh, for instance, if you marched through the Capitol and you chanted USA USA as you took a couple of selfies, then you were uh, held to a higher standard than if you just went in and took a couple selfies and kept kept your mouth shut. And so that has been part of the issue. So is chanting USA, USA, USA in the nation's capital a crime in and of itself or worthy of a um, uh, felony enhancement to your charges? You know, going into the capital, I, I, I mean, I think we I don't think anybody in America has changed on the way they felt on January 6th, you watch that and everybody I know said that was an absolute disgrace. That's yeah. not who we are. And anybody who is involved in any of the really bad stuff, they should all go to, to jail or prison. Where I think the American people and this is this is what the left doesn't understand, or I should say Democrats don't understand. We're still against all of that. We still feel that that yeah. was a dark, dark day. However, there are so many questions now about cover up uh, about why haven't we found the ones who are on videotape clear as a as a bell on pictures. We can't find them. We can't find them, even though they were on your cell phone, as you were saying earlier. So we have a problem with, wait a minute, there seems to be a lot more going on here than anybody is is letting on to. Um, 
and then going after grandmas and everybody else. If you just walked into that capital uh, and you were chanting USA, USA, it didn't mean that you were part of any of that. You know, where where is the where is the flag being raised for the Trump people that were trying to pull those people down from breaking mm-hmm. the windows? There was clearly just because you were there didn't yeah. didn't. I mean, it was stupid to be there, but, you know, you didn't do anything criminal. This if these are allowed to stand. This means that whatever you say, but for instance, let's just flip the 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 uh, narrative. As you were watching Minneapolis burn to the ground and you said, good, get the cops. And you were in Atlanta. Yeah. You had nothing to do with it. They could come and nail you. They could. But would they? Right. (laughs) Not this DOJ. But I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying you don't want this precedent set. Because if it stands, somebody else gets in and it can absolutely reverse that. That's absolutely correct. And and that was the moment of hope that I had is when I did have my face to face with Jim Jordan. I, I got through to him and he wrote my name and number down. And then as a result of that, I've been now working with the weaponization committee investigators. I talk to them every day. Do you think we're going to get do you think I mean, this is so deep. The corruption is so deep. Do you think we're going to be able to root this out? I think we just need a couple of big reveals and, 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 and that will force the rest of the nation to take a moment, hit the pause button in, in their own feelings. And what would those reveals be? I, I, to, to, to be honest with you, I, I believe that we have uh, a clear – that we've found clear evidence of collusion, corruption, um, suppression of evidence in one particular trial – between the Department of Justice and the judge that oversaw that trial, as well as uh, particular witnesses that were testifying. And we have the documentation. The documentation itself is still under court seal, uh, so it's under protective order. So we have to subpoena that. We have to file for requests, hopefully get that, and then overlay those documents with the video discoveries that we've made and then and then the weaponization committee is going to have to, or one of the other committees, is going to have to subpoena these these uh, characters, maybe I, even the judge himself. I have uh, said this for years. You don't want big government because if the government is the criminal, who do you go to? Uh, I have been in a court case against the government. If the government decides to mm-hmm. say pound sand, pound sand, you cannot fight against the federal government you know very very few could afford it right let alone uh what they if they just want to say nope sorry national security well wait that but that's my case that's my life mm-hmm. mm, you don't get it yeah we've had a couple of victories though there ha- in these in these trials there have been a couple of victories that uh that have shown that we can if this if the evidence is strong enough we can break through and the biggest thing that people can do to help just the average person listening right now. I, I still go back to sunlight is the best disinfectant. We have to speak louder. People have to not be afraid. Afraid. This judge, Kelly, the Proud Boys judge, he said the quiet part out loud last week during the sentencing of one of the other Proud Boys. He said, your behavior, your words 
now will suppress other people's desire to participate in the First Amendment process. He said that on the record? Oh, oh, absolutely. (laughs) In the First Amendment process, he said? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Your your actions, your behavior, your words will now put fear in other Americans to participate in the process. Well, I think it's uh, I think it's I think it's worked. I think there's a lot of people. I know I won't go to Washington D.C. only because um, I don't think you can get a fair trial there. I'll go anywhere. Yeah. As long as I get a fair trial, well, I don't think you get a fair trial at all in Washington D.C. And that that has to change. That has to change. I wish I didn't have to go, but I'll be there Monday. Good. We'll be praying for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Back in just a minute, James wrote in about his dog's experience with rough greens. He said, uh, Suki is a victim of a stroke due to a reaction to a rattlesnake vaccine. Since that time, she's recovered, but had some of the remnants of her debilitating attack to her system. Ever since then, she would lay on her side, never lay with her head erect. Within three days of taking rough greens, she lays on her bed, head proudly erect, and she looks beautiful. She wants to play tug of war again. That's her favorite game. We lost that after the rattlesnake bite. Thank you, Rough Greens. Rough Greens is not a dog food. It's a supplement developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black. You sprinkle it on the dog's food. Remember, brown food is dead food. Everything's been cooked out of it and sterilized. Uh, You want the green stuff. The folks at Rough Green are so confident that your dog's going to love it that they will give you the first trial bag for free. All you have to do is go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. They'll give you that trial bag free. All you have to pay for is shipping. It'll come quickly to your door, feed it to your dog, and then over time, watch the difference. I saw it in my dog. Um, uh, Stu has seen it in his dog as well. All you pay for is shipping for the first trial bag, 833-GLEN-33, 833-GLENN-33, roughgreens.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So I'm anxious to see what... uh what he uh, does with his exclusive that should be coming maybe in a couple of weeks um, uh, on January 6th, it would have to be, it, I mean, it would have to be Joe Biden hiding in the hush, uh, the bushes with audio going, <laughs> Hey, no, seriously, not a joke. Go in there. And, you know, I mean, right. because the press will not cover fairly anything that is said about this because the case to get Donald Trump is part of this. So the press is not going to discredit anything. No. And and look, the the public opinion type stuff that is going to be really hard to move on, on a situation like that. You're going to really have to have crystal clear evidence. Um, it's important for us to know the truth, whether it moves the public or not, frankly. And that's not necessarily... Oh, yeah. I, I want to know the truth, whether one other person believes it or not. Um, but... It's going to be hard. I mean, it's, people have really calcified opinions on this, and it's going to be difficult to move people. And of course, it's really, this, is the, this is a two-year effort to make it so. Right. It's really important that every time you talk about it, you make sure you lead with or you insert, you know, my feelings on this hasn't, it hasn't changed. Bad guys doing bad things in the Capitol that day was a disgrace. 
Now, I don't think that was the vast majority of people in there, but there were some really bad actors breaking the windows and everything else. That's clear cut, clear cut with those people. But what has changed is we now believe, many of us, believe that there was some sort of government mm, collusion or they at least knew beforehand and did nothing about it. Okay, so an act of omission is the baseline, I think. Uh, and then you have just too many unanswered questions where people have their phones and their faces right on camera and they couldn't find them for some reason. And they're not even looking for them. And these were major instigators. Major. What is your thought? And this may be too long of a question for the time we have remaining here. But what's your thought on, on motivation? Why, why would the government do these things? To get exactly what they have now. You can discredit you can call it half the country terrorists. Uh, you can start going after people. You can make them afraid. If your opponent is afraid to engage in the free speech uh, of, of peaceful, which this was not, of peaceful demonstrations, um, you've got a real problem. Look at what has happened to our society. Once you could burn a city down to the ground and there were no repercussions. Okay. It's the exact opposite. Some crazies go in with a bunch of grandmas and the grandmas get arrested. Uh, wait, what? It's bone chilling for the average American. Well, there was someone who was, you know, over the past decade or so saying, been saying, hey, make sure no matter what they do, you don't uh, react to it because uh, they will use it against you. If there's only a host out there that it maybe blabbed on endlessly about it for a decade maybe we could have avoided some of these things your honor i uh <laughs> request that that's entered into the program. record <laughs>